Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. To another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads. As always, I am your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is Ryan Denton. What's up, guys? And Michael Flores. Who just stepped out of the room because he's way cooler than us. <laughs> Dude, this song is great. Imagine if Lucifer took over uh, David Lee Roth's body. I think that would have cost him a hell of a lot more money, <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> guys, today we're talking about Season 12, Episode 8, the mid-season finale, Lotus. And this one is a talking point, it seems, amongst the fandom and amongst uh, news outlets as a whole, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I think this one's going to be a very interesting. It's going to be an interesting. Interesting is the best way for us to describe it, to be completely honest. Now, this is the return of Lucifer's storyline continuing off of the last episode where, you know, he's decided a one, he doesn't have a plan and B, he's just kind of jumped from, as Crowley puts it, blue chip stock, power hungry vie for power i guess or or admiration yeah he's just jumping from 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 bitch to bitch he's kind of oh, he's kind of jumping like a shark a bet oh, oh n- terrible n- segue n- no, no 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 you guys I, I didn't didn't mean it that way oh you didn't no no uh-huh. no uh-huh. <laughs> sure you didn't sure I, you didn't come on you somebody's dab, been on the you internet dab that joke just a little too oh, much right God. There. <laughs> nobody's gonna listen to that come anymore. on guys let's move on now there's a there's a mixed view on this episode and we're going to get into it you know as we do usually from lore aspect as for where it's taking the show in the future as well as as well as where it has touched on from previous seasons and i think that is kind of the big question right now is where is the show going yeah with this I, season i think that's one thing that we'll touch on obviously in later in the show but i definitely think I had that thought like I and, and my sorry guys my fault we went a little late being live Ryan um, it's my fault I'll take full responsibility because I Dickhead. hadn't watched the episode I was in New York I was on business so no, I was on business yeah so I got back very I, important I literally watched it on the drive over to Mike's for the completely tour. irresponsible yeah I'm very irresponsible uh, don't do that don't don't watch CW app and drive well first of all I didn't get to see much of the episode when I was driving because it was all commercials 
So don't, don't see dub app and yeah, drive. Don't see dub app and drive. <laughs> don't see dub app and drive. But I I'm think, hashtagging that. Oh, this that, is stupid. <laughs> I hope that blows up. By yeah, the way, I like when Thomas says something stupid. He has like a really big grin on his face because you know he loves it. Yeah, it's funny. It's just dumb. <laughs> I just think like after I watched the episode, I was like, uh, where are we going, man? Yeah, so, that seems to be the big question. Yeah. Uh, but of course, first guys, we got some news. Andrew Dabb recently talked to Entertainment Weekly about Mary's role in the season and where she's going with this uh, because she hasn't really been around a lot for this first, it's not even yeah. half, but they call it a half. Yeah. Um, he says, since episode three, Mary has been on a eat, pray, love journey to reorient herself, <laughs> which I, dude, come on, don't use that <laughs> reference point. Don't use that. Oh, that movie. But he says, uh, but the good news is Mary's story isn't over yet. In fact, her strongest stuff might still come. When she comes back oh, into our story, <laughs> which she'll come back most strongly in episode nine, it's going to be some someone with a lot more of a sense of purpose. She's got the lay of the land. She understands the world a little bit more. She understands her sons a little bit more. Starting in episode nine, she becomes a much more proactive character in our world. She's not going to be necessarily living in the bunker with Sam and Dean, but she's going to be more of a player in our show. That's because they're going to kill her off again. Oh, Jesus. No. They're not going to kill her. I don't know. Not yet. Yeah, they're not. Gonna not yet. It's just, it would serve no point. They, they would have to really build it up. I'm not saying they didn't set the groundwork for her not being like for her being unsatisfied and unhappy with her life. So it could end in some type of sacrificial way. I can see them yeah. doing that with her, but it's they can't do it. They have not built it up yet. She hasn't would, been in enough. In order for it to work, they would really have to focus on that element for the, for most of the second half of the season. For yeah. it to even matter or even feel well, right. A good comparison would be John Winchester season one and two. You know, he's not in that many episodes, but the entire plot of season one revolves around him. Yeah, the overarching right. story is about you know, him. And so that. that when he's gone in the beginning of season two, while it is bittersweet and it, and it does feel like a cheap shot almost because right. it was we just got him essentially. But in, it yeah. made sense for the story. It made sense for the story they were telling and it fit for the overarching overall purpose of the show yeah you know? and, and that's something that i always hearken back to when i talk about some of the great writing of the of the first you know five seasons um because i was actually listening to an interview that jeffrey dean morgan was on recently how recent? um last week he was oh, on really? he wow. was on the howard stern show talking about negan and uh he and i was like waiting and i real i was waiting and waiting for him to bring up supernatural but they're talking about The Walking Dead. They're talking mm -hmm. about uh, Watchmen. They're talking about all the big, giant things stuff, he's yeah. done. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. And then I started getting a little disappointed. I'm like, dude, you got to bring up Supernatural. And then I started thinking about it. He was in, what, three episodes? Like four, <laughs> four episodes. Four I'm like, well, five. it's not when you're talking about your career. It's not a big. It really isn't a big part of his career. But then that goes to show you how well they wrote the myth yeah. of John Winchester. He's a legend, dude. Yeah. He, he's only, and that's, if they were to do something like that with Mary, then it would work with mm -hmm. her not being in so many episodes. The whole allure to Mary as a character, in especially in Kripke's run, was that she died from the beginning. It was this missing part of their life that, Guys. that, what? Guys, okay, I'm going to put it this, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to put it this. You interrupt my shit I, for I, this? Wait, hold on. This is the way I'm going to put it. Okay, and this is gonna this is gonna end this conversation. Okay, we know just as much about Mary Winchester as Sam and Dean know about Mary Winchester. 
there's there's the underlying thing okay yeah, the, we, yeah. Th- they really and thomas I, I sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but they do Dickhead. i think mike is right if they if they build her up like john then it would totally make sense but it really it, it's really well that's what i'm saying sketchy yeah is the fact that she was in theory she kind of was built up as this like perfect mother figure that we kind of learned a little bit more about right. near the end of the show right but you take away that illusion that that legendary status from her when you have her come back into the show so without that because she is here now you can't just then take her away again because then you're just destroying what you had previously established giving it to us for a little bit and then taking it away she like mike said she needs to be around a lot i could see a sacrifice kind of thing but they need to rebuild her character not based on the legend we all pined after i agree but based on the character she actually is now yeah, so and, they and, have a ways to go with that. Absolutely. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, they kind of lucked out with uh, what was the, what's the actor's name that plays Mary Winchester? Um, Samantha Smith. Samantha Mary Smith. Winchester. They <laughs> they <Mom>. uh, <laughs> they they really lucked out because she happens to be a very charismatic person, meaning yeah. she has screen presence and she can act. And when you're casting a role that's, you know, going to be over in 30 seconds, you, you probably don't look for the dynamics of her acting ability and her range. Like, listen, you're going to be you're going to be burning alive. Uh, First episode. Uh, we're not even sure if we're getting picked up yet. This episode's titled Pilot. Just do what you can. Right. So they, they kind of <laughs> lucked out with casting her yeah. because it could have. I mean, I can almost see that them recasting the role if she wasn't that I can see that good of an actor. Oh, we brought her back from when she was she looks younger. Different. She looks different. We couldn't bring back your current age mom, so <laughs> we got this actress. We got this actress that we thought sort of looked like her, but you totally can tell that it's not Pay her. Pay no attention sort of to the man her. behind the curtain. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, I agree. They, they did kind of luck out, but Supernatural's done very well with its casting for years. We've yeah. said that, you know. But I, I do want to see more of her you know with the the life and death of uh asa fox that one was interesting with her interaction with billy and what that could mean so you know i do want them to touch on that it feels like they've kind of been to be frank a little bit all over the map this season which we're going to get into a little bit more here in a bit but i'm excited to see more from her and what they do with her character now that she is kind of more grounded in reality rather than like holy fuck what just happened because again it was like she lost everything in like a manner in a moment for her so with that guys one little thing before we get into our discussion the supernatural rain man digital networks patreon page is now live now for the past three years we've been doing supernatural the crossroads each and every week and our focus and goal was to deliver a true fan experience type show where fans of Supernatural can debate and discuss and and celebrate their favorite show. And now we need your guys' help to keep the show and the network going. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us continue to grow. We have a lot of stuff on the Patreon page that we want to do for you guys, both for this show, Supernatural The Crossroads, with additional video content, additional episodes, behind the scenes, but we also want to give you guys more stuff if you help us reach some goals. We've had a lot of talk about wanting to do a uh, show on Eric Kripke's new show, Timeless, which if we can reach a certain goal, because we're at max capacity. I mean, you guys don't see it all the time from, you know, just listening to us every week, which we do thank you for. But 
we're at a point where we can't add more without some help. Yeah, we need, we need help, guys. <laughs> we can barely do what we're doing I, now. I know. It's surprising. Yeah. So with that, guys, we want to push you guys as nicely as we can to help us out a little bit. Something as small as a dollar a month would go crazy far to help us reach our goals, as well as keep this show and more shows going. And again, this isn't something you're going to be just paying us like a Kickstarter and, all right, promise, we'll do it. This is stuff that you guys will get that's already happening, that's coming out every week. So if you guys would be great fans to us, we would appreciate it. Check out the Patreon page over on SupernaturalTheCrossroads.com or uh, SupernaturalTheCrossroads Facebook page. You can find a link. There's no link on the website there. It's Rainman Digital Media. Rainman Digital Media. The Facebook page will have direct links to the Patreon account. You can search for us on Patreon if you're already a patron for other shows that you're a fan of. The way but, I the way I look at it, guys, do you like what we do? No, do you, no. Okay, <laughs> so if you don't like what we do, then you just, then tune out right now. But it's, if you, it's if gotta you, it's gotta be worth at least a dollar to right. so, uh, somebody. Come right. on, yeah. I mean, don't you want to hear me say really big dick jokes? Oh, come on. More, like, that's worth a quarter. At that's least. at least a quarter, right? <laughs> Shit, seventy five cents more, and you've yeah. got awesome content. Yeah. So. With that, guys, for as little as uh, Ryan Denton's te- uh, education cost him, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Morehead State wasn't expensive. <laughs> With that, guys, let us know if what you think our show's worth, because we judge ourselves by that and our dick sizes. <laughs> Six point nine. That's that's not that's, me. That's Thomas. No, that's that's a no, well-known like, fact. Here's three inches to other shows. <laughs> <laughs> With a lot The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. There's always exaggerations of how he's going to build this wall or it's going to be a fence. I honestly. with Alligator Boy. That's what we need to do. I think we need to do something like the Great Wall of China to keep the Mongols out. <laughs> you know how they did that? I think, yeah. I think we should create the Great Wall of America. And have like fire sigils that you can light like yeah. and move on to yes. let them know that they're crossing. That would be amazing. <laughs> and then we have sentries walking all up and down. Like, this the beacons are lit. Texas the... calls for aid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you want awesome. to win the world, the world over, okay, just go the geek route. But if you want to get their vote and stuff, make the world closer to Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, you'll probably convert a fair amount of people. Yeah. There'd be, be cool. there'd be nobody complaining if he sold it like that. Right. Instead of saying, they're rapists, he should have called them like, they're like ring race. They're coming over here. <laughs> trying the White to Walkers. Kill. They're trying to kill us. The wildlings are making a run for it. We're going to put up the wall. <laughs> Blow the horn, Frodo. Uh-huh. And let's be honest, the Mexicans are like hobbits. I mean, they're short. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no, I want to hear you can finish this yes. comparison. Yeah. They're short. We're down to the Trump is Sauron. For more Rain Man, visit RainManshow.com. Open sesame. So, do you see, do you guys, I don't want to just be the talking head here, do you guys disagree or agree with the, the, the writer of Trekonomics? I like the replicators and holodecks. Uh, my generation, which is not that far off from y'all's, grew up with TNG, and I don't know, that's just became a staple of it, so... But do you th- but do you see how it can pose story problems in terms of character motivation? Like, th- put yourself in their shoes. If you had everything, you just said uh, jokingly that you would never leave if you had a replicator and a holodeck. Uh, exactly, I'd be like... Uh, computer, 
to Paul and Deanna Troy, please. Oh, my God. God. And 7 of 9. Star Trek from the Holodeck, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. Go to RainmanDigitalMedia.com or Patreon.com slash RainmanDigital. End simulation. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL30 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL30. That's D-E-A-L-30 at adamandeve.com. Previously on Supernatural The Crossroads. But apparently there was supposed to be a Smallville Supernatural crossover plan yes. at one time. So the article that I have here in front of me, uh, Internet, Entertainment Weekly. As opposed to behind you. Yes. Well, sometimes I put them behind me. I read with them in here. Um, <laughs> he reads with his asshole. I read with his ass. <laughs> yeah. I read, I read my, with my proud eye. Yeah. I stick it up in my butt and then I absorb the information. <laughs> yes. it's, like a, it's like a drug. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like you sometimes get, you got to keister the computer. Whatever. Anyways, so that's a drug term. That's all right. Learn that one. Learn that one in drug school. I quit. Drug no, school. Don't. Yeah. Prison. Yeah. Absolutely. So now, guys, we're going to get into episode eight, Lotus. Ryan, do you have the synopsis? Yeah. After Lucifer takes possession of the president of the United States, the Winchesters, Castiel, Crowley, and Rowena formulate a plan to finally send Lucifer back to the cage. This one uh, was directed by Phil Scruccia and written by Eugenie Rosslemming and Brad Buckner. I think it's Scruccia. Scruccia, Scruccia. <laughs> Why can we never get the scrotum? Right? Whatever, well, I, I think it would be Scruccia if there was a U in there, possibly, but... Again, Whatever. for the cost of Ryan's education. <laughs> Guys, Rosetta Stone is expensive. I need it. I think we all need it at this point. Now, this episode was, as we know, the mid-season finale, and it's it's been a bit of a mixed bag on the internet. We do get straight back into Lucifer's goals with this one, or lack thereof, essentially, and I think that's partly where some of the... the, the confusion. Confusion comes yeah. from. Now, I will say that opening scene was Legit. phenomenal yeah. i loved that scene with the priest or i guess he was a cardinal Arch, he's in archbishop red. oh archbishop i'm thank not you. catholic so whatever walking down the hallway with the crosses turning upside down that, was, that cool. was very very cool and it reminded me of season five's concept of right. lucifer right you know but even that comes with a grain of salt because not you know no supernatural pun intended the the fact that we know more about the universe now it feels a little weird or like almost a backstep yeah. to have that kind of really dark symbolism for lucifer at this time not that he's not supposed to be dark and evil it just it doesn't exactly 
fit Mask. with where his yeah. character has gone since last season and his quote unquote making good with God. But I did love that shot. Yeah, I agree because the shot was effing great, man. I mean, everything they did with it, the I mean, everything about the shot was good. But you're right about the Christian symbolism. That's something that we love and it's been a part of Supernatural yeah. for a very long time. Um, but if this scene were was in like season five, oh, it would have been. It, it would have worked. I, yeah. I think that they haven't really developed that style, or even the, the theme that they went with. It didn't feel right uh, for this yeah. episode because we're in the know now, and this old Judeo Judeo Christian mythology isn't really what they're delving into this year. And to all of a sudden have a scene where Lucifer is repelling crosses and they're twirling and flipping, it just throws off the the general vibe of the season because that's not well, what this season is about. What it what it really throws off is the the whole making up with God at the very end of last season. And it's like, okay. Well, the, well we know that. He's, we know he's but, pissed. We, we know he's pissed, but they, they do this scene where he sort of makes up with God. And then now all of a sudden as he's walking around and Bibles touch him, he's still, they're still lighting on fire. Like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little I, like for the, for me, the average viewer, which is what I, that's what I am on this show. Um, it was a little bit like, uh, didn't we just like, didn't, didn't he just like make up or sort of make up or kind of make up? And now he's still flipping crosses around. Like it was just, it was a little, well, it, the okay. shot was visually a fucking amazing. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I was just jerking off watching it, but, <laughs> it, 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 but if you go back to the reason why if you go into Christian mythology, dark Christian Gothic mythology and, and, and the exorcisms and mm-hmm. why crosses spin and flip upside down. It doesn't make sense to what they're doing this year with it. Now, yeah. if they had started with that last year mm-hmm. when Lucifer was reintroduced and brought back that whole entire dark, dark angle evil rage. Yeah. Then I would I would understand it. To me, it felt like, hey, guys, let's create this really cool scene. And why, though? Why, guys? I'm like, oh, because it's really cool for Lucifer. But does it spell out who Lucifer is today? And it just it just felt like it was just a cool concept, but it didn't make sense to the sto- the current yeah. story. What was going on? Yeah. 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 I, I think that is. And I can see where some of the gripes towards Misha Collins performance as Lucifer or the the characterization of Lucifer in season 11 stem from you know because now that feels if you go with this as the true motivations like the the cross flipping the dark reinterpretation or or going back to season five's vibe season 11 stands out a little bit more it feels like season 11's version and making up with god should have been later then because that feels like he kind of you know bygones be bygones we've moved past it and now it just feels inconsistent yeah inconsistent that's the the perfect word for it i think i think what what, what the real thing that bums me out about it is because it looked so fucking cool it did did. and And the music too yes everything about that shot was so well done well even the massacre like the massacre was like that that was so good and it does that aspect of it really goes to show us the the viewer where lucifer is at currently into when it comes to him as a person you understand where he's at with the with the over-the-top murdering of people even castiel said this is for no reason it's just what do you think violence senseless senseless violence violence. like that i can get behind because that makes sense and is consistent with the lucifer we've seen this year and the lucifer of season five you know that humans are cockroaches but the biblical allegories i just can't get behind i just it doesn't fit the theme of this season yeah although i did like that you know Resident Evil 
horror survival horror trope of going through the house and you finding corpses. Yeah, it was around. awesome. I loved that yeah, whole cool. bit. Dude, you know, they, they show up to the church in the rain. Nobody answers the door. You know, like that perfectly fit that vibe. But like you said, yeah. it doesn't make sense for what we just saw last, like the week beforehand. Yeah. So, but he is moving on to, as Crowley says, you know, blue chip stock moving from greater vessel to greater vessel. And he ends up in the president of the United States. Now, from a storyline standpoint, that kind of makes sense. Of what he's a you know wants power right, and admiration, right. but also b you know he's had a problem with the with the Winchesters just showing up, getting past security at a concert venue. You know they know where the they can just go to the church, but the president is surrounded by secu- secret service, you know military, you know staff all the time. Yeah. He's never alone. He doesn't take he's, a shit without somebody knowing it. Dude, that would suck, man. I like to poop by myself. Yeah. And I feel like if someone was holding my hand while I was pooping, I, I wouldn't be able to poop <laughs> But also, it might help you. It might settle your nerves a bit. Like, I might if calm have down. A, no one a, will break through the store. And it would just pop out. Like no, this. if you have a comforting hand holding your hand while you're doing it, you know, <laughs> might help. I need that hand. I need yeah. a wipe. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, wow, I might have to think about that when I yeah. poop next time. You have a Craigslist ad? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> looking for man, looking for someone to hold hand while takes shit. Poop yeah. supporter. Poop supporter. Poop supporter needed. Supporter. Dick and poop jokes. Oh. This is awesome. Now, I did like the intro bit of that, where he's talking oh, to yeah. himself in his head in the the, the dark, cool. you know, shady business room. That was kind cool. of thing. I did like that, and I liked the visual effects on the security guard or secret service guy getting having like a massive stroke that looked cool well okay so i want to ask about that so did he make him have a stroke because i swear to god i saw saw his face like well it's probably it was like massive hemorrhaging that was fantastic holy crap that looked amazing it looked cool but i i I always because afterwards like it looked really badass and then afterwards the lady's like he had a massive hemorrhage and i'm like no his face got fucking crushed that that does do you have a medical degree um, no, but I can get one on online real quick. Hold on. Let me go to WebMD. <laughs> Hold on, WebMD. See, it did. I think it was supposed to be a stroke, though, because like half of his face slumps. Was that? Okay, so it slumped. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, it looked to me like it was like his face was cr- like cr- getting crushed in. Yeah. But if his face slumped. No, it looked makes, like his face sense. like slumped okay. and he was like having a massive so he went, brain he went, bleed. <laughs> he went full like. Hey guy, like right oh, in the middle of that. Jesus, sloth. <laughs> yeah. He slothed him. He slothed him. <laughs> hey, you guys. Just slothed him right oh, there, man. Oh. What a way to put somebody down. Yeah. Just lazy eye the shit L- out of him. And- Lucifer knows his goonies. <laughs> He's like, you've been slothed. He's all, Goody, oh. goonies never say die. Now, it did. <laughs> that part did look cool. And I did like some of the other visual imagery. One of my favorite shots was when you've come back after like the following day and the president he's just looking off to the side and there's just fire behind oh, him oh yeah from the that fireplace. was cool and, um, fantastic i love just that awesome. shot like that looked cool and that's visual storytelling yeah you know did you realize for they did that for once lucifer took control of the body after the prayer the funny prayer he did mm-hmm. that he hated <laughs> that was which was fu- which was awesome too that was a great scene the, the scene with the fire in the background and lucifer in the forefront dude they did that for about four or five minutes during his entire discussion yep. i'm yeah. like every scene there was a fire behind yep. him. i'm like oh that now that's some foresight into planning your shots that was cool yeah kudos 
to fill it the would, director for that. I think it would have been funny if one of the cabinet members was like, yeah, man, um, why is the fire on? It's hot as shit in here. Like, that would have been <laughs> it's funny. It's mid-July, like, sir. Yeah, sir, um, <laughs> sir, it's it's like 87 degrees outside. Why is the fire on? Now, I will, about it. to bring up a bit of a gripe, though, Uh-oh. with that, because that's what Just I do. Just a bit. Turn, yeah. turn on the turn on. Do the, you uh, remember in season five, though? In season hey, five, he says that most people think I burn hot. Truth is actually the opposite. I burn cold, and he does. He freezes the window and does his little horn yeah. pitchfork thing. Well, what, what, uh, what? Why is that a bitch, though? I it's, don't understand. It's not a bitch. It's just you know they go with the fire motif for the devil, but just with, it's, it's said it before. It's just evil, though. It's you just said, evil. You said, it works. Yeah. It's still, and it gets the well, imagery you, you across. Want, like snowflakes behind exactly. Them? That's the yes. icicles wouldn't really work. You want you the know? you want the <laughs> like it's a Christmas snowman in the background. Elsa's, Elsa's behind <laughs> him. Uh, Thomas is such the internet dude. He's like, well, the imagery would have been more accurate could continuity if we didn't have True. fire around him. But and that's why I said it's a stupid gripe. What they could have had, guys? Uh, snowflakes guys. and a snowman <laughs> in the background, please. Guys, what you could have had with blue fire? Blue fire would have totally made it seem so much better. No, no, because blue fire burns hotter than oh, red fire. Oh, what is the Kelvin degrees on blue fire? It's actually hotter. Oh, it's hotter. Okay, sorry. You know, I should be mad, but you guys aren't exactly wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Lucifer is a blue mage, not I a red, that asshole. Not a That's red the mage. That's the fact of the matter. But the fire does work better for the imagery for storytelling for the show. But just the hey, dickhead that is me was like, hey, visual effects guys, um, we know like Phil wanted fire behind <laughs> Adam. Can we, can we possibly rotoscope the fire out in post <laughs> and put like a snow? Like, where, guess, where you is, want an indoor blizzard. I just yeah. want more blue. It's a way to get more blue in this shot, guys. <laughs> I just want more blue fire because blue fire symbolizes. Is that supposed to be like my voice? Symbolizes. <laughs> yes. Blue fire symbolizes it's cold. It's cold fire. <laughs> anyway, my Thomas, me be quiet. Dickhead. <laughs> Baby Thomas, 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 where's your? I, I don't even know. You don't have say. anything. I was gonna, no, I was gonna go with something yeah. else, but no, I did love that shot though, and him, you know, making these decisions about like, well, we could just nuke him. Like everyone's like, uh, dude, I've made that joke before. <laughs> I know. I was like, he can play that off as a joke, but like, yeah, the whole concept of the president now. Again, it worked from like a storytelling, you know, okay, now the Winchesters can't get to him. But the, the second he was like talking to his main guy, like there's a couple cult leaders I need you to take care of. Like he's, you know, Stalin or Hitler. Just like, yeah, go take care of these guys. No questions asked. This needs to be kept in the family, as he said. That seemed a little odd. I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe after watching House of Cards, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> when he's just like, yeah, just go kill that guy for me. Well, I mean, we all know politicians are, are for the most part, uh, pretty evil. What do they say? Like CEOs and Washington D.C. heads are all like sociopaths. So, I mean, would it really shock anybody into knowing no. that they have their own? You it's know, what's... yeah. I mean, come on, we already know. It, no, course. but it did feel a little weird because that guy's just like, yeah. and obviously they caught off. And it... obviously, this administration. I think the point. Was in order for this to work with Lucifer taking the vessel mm-hmm. uh, with permission, they needed a they, religious. Y- they, they kind of well, are. They, they seem to be an administration that drank the Kool Aid. Yeah. Well, they showed they they essentially what they showed us is an administration where he prays with his cabinet. Yeah. Someone they, who uh, they uh, drank uh, the Kool Aid. They 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 basically showed him to be a very very um, wholesome president, and by 
asking this question to basically put a hit out on Dean and Sam, yeah. uh, that really threw the Secret Service guy off. Like, uh. But at the same time, see, he I was like, yeah. See, that worked for me because he was painted this. Uh, president was painted to be uh, like this your follower, word, ho- this leader. Yeah, and, and the type of leader that was wholesome for the most part. So there had to be a reason why he wanted these guys to die. It's that classic cult leader, like, well, he's so good that even if he asked me to do something terrible, there must be a reason that right. I'm just not aware of. Yes. You know, and that's the danger of that entire concept is the removal of free will and independent thought means you can end up doing something horrific and, and think you're doing the right thing. But that did feel a little odd. To well, me, like it made sense with this this group of you individuals. Have to, you have to remember, you have to remember that a lot of the Secret Service are former military guys and guys who have worked their way up. Um, and a lot of times, depending on how close they are to the president, they were they've done much more. Uh, I guess a secret shit. I guess intimate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like you know, missions and stuff that they can't. You know, you you would they'd have G seventeen classified shit. Um, so a lot of those guys you are like my battleship. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So guys are like those guys are like, yeah, man, I get to go kill someone. Sweet. Like they, they would think that way. I mean, that's why the guy lit up after he's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's why. Kill someone? Hey, awesome. I don't know. It, it felt a little odd. Well, I'm sorry. If Ryan has just offended any Secret Service members or military who, who, uh, think who might happy. be listening to this show. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. I didn't identify as your gender of being a Secret oh, Service. Oh, God. That, secret no. service is a gender. Are you sure there's like 50 genders, man? Are you sure? I guess. I guess so. Anyway, <laughs> that did seem a little odd to me to have the president it say, I need weird. you to kill these guys. That almost felt, I guess I, I'd say contrived. Like the best way he could come up with wanting the Winchesters taken care of was just to flat out tell somebody, I need you to kill these guys. I don't know. I think it works. I mean, in, it does. In that I, aspect, I, I believed it. And that aspect, it works for me, Thomas, because only because, um, yeah, s- sell me on it. Cause it, I'm, it, I'm a little iffy I, because, all right, he chose his comment, his throwaway comment of being, you know, one of the most protected men, whatever the whole point. No, no, it was Castiel that said that I think. One of them said that he is now in the vessel of one of the most protected people on this planet. Right. I think that was his whole intention. Like, okay, yeah, well, that makes I'm sense. jumping vessel to vessel here, and the Winchesters are hot on my tail, so let me take over someone who they can't easily get to. So I think he had a plan in terms of this particular vessel, you know, the President of the United States who runs the entire country. No, that's uh, not what I had an issue with. Well, though. no, it makes sense to me that the Secret Service would oblige because... It doesn't feel like just at a whim. The Secret Service, yeah, it was honestly, man, there. If yeah, you're, if you, okay, if you're a Secret Service and you believe in the cause, again, I'm not trying to be a Ryan Denton and throw them into a one category here, <laughs> but you got to remember, first off, it takes a certain type of an individual willing to take a bullet for somebody. Okay. Okay. Somebody that they believe in so much. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Because, dude, the only person I'll take a bullet for is my kid. Right. I, that's someone who I truly love unconditionally. Uh, and I could never wrap my mind around the Secret Service individuals who jump in front of bullets because they believe in the leader of the free world. So that's why when the president looks to him and says, hey, I need you to take care of something for me, I can almost get that a Secret Service member would possibly say, all right, well, this is I believe in this person. I'm willing to take a bullet for him. So obviously I'll he has this. his reason. So yeah. that's why it was kind of easy for me to swallow. Does that make a little more sense? Yeah, I suppose it does. It just, I felt a little odd to me. But again, like you said, we, we've seen that scene where 
they are all taking a knee and praying together. So clearly they are, they are a tight-knit group beyond just their religion or their jobs. You know, they, like you, she even says, the Kelly says, you know, you always know what to say. So clearly they've been a group together in this regard for a while. So that does make a little bit more sense. It just, it felt a little off at first, but thinking about it, sure. Yeah. Now, we ultimately get to essentially, I guess, the the plan that Lucifer c- comes up with impromptu. President's sleeping with, well, I, I don't know, secretary or or well, yeah, what was her what was secretary her of state or I I don't even know what she is but secretary a fellow sex. <laughs> a fellow coworker Kelly and it's he decides at that point to have a kid I guess because in the first time that they sleep together you can tell he comes up with an idea and then it's after that that she finds out that she's pregnant well it's when she says can we have Mary can we Maybe get married have kids and, and have kids like, and that whole thing and that's hey, when he, here's yeah. an idea. Now, the I this is bringing back the Nephilim from season four. No, season eight. Nephilim was never introduced to season Nephilim eight. Nephilim was back in season four. Nope. You sure? I'm positive. Because wasn't Dang. you guys won't find Anna was a fallen angel. Was that season eight? Yeah, but she's not. Anna's not uh, is a fallen angel, not Nephilim. No, I know, but I thought she was related to something. No, like a ne- Nephilim is uh, anybody who's the spawn of an, an angel, angel and, and a human. human. Right, and that was only in um in season season eight when Castiel was tricked into killing uh one of the members of Nephilim by Metatron. Oh yeah, okay, you're right. I, my apologies. Now, th- so this is a Carver idea that they're bringing up, but it's still like still four, four years, years old. old. Yeah, you know, and that is essentially where the plot seems to be jumping off from. From there. That, you know, Castiel angels in heaven are going nuts because there's a far more powerful Nephilim than ever before. Obviously, you know, Archangel's version of a Nephilim. And Castiel realizes, like, it had to be Lucifer. I did laugh when Dean's like, I didn't even know he was dating. Yes, I I laughed very hard at that for some reason. Yeah, but it felt a little bit off. Again, this kind of feels like the making it up as your go strategy where in the previous season he says that he's you know he's angry and bitter and has no plan other than to smash and destroy things until he's you know bored or stopped with that in the very next episode he now has some idea of like let's bring a kid into this world but the question is why what does that do for lucifer it gives, now, it gives him someone who doesn't abandon him. Exactly, but that would have made sense had that been established previously. Yeah. You know, you, you it feels like, had he said, you know, I'm going to, if, if everyone's going to abandon me and then F all of you, I'll create my own family who will look to me as God who yeah. will not abandon me. You know, demons he feels are less than humans and he hates humans like bugs. But maybe a, a Nephilim half angel breed that's his, he'd have some kind of admiration for. I mean, he had admiration and love for his father and for his brothers, but he still even killed Gabriel. Yeah. So what would it take for him to, quote, like change that mentality or, or fill that void? OK, this, let's say I, maybe he be, he makes his own family. Uh, but wouldn't that fit better had we been that look. been a discussion point? Rather than saying, I'm going to destroy everything. Guys. Should have, would have. Could have. Could have. I, we can debate that all day long, but is it a cool direction now? 
essentially, guys, Lucifer is the woman in a failed marriage or a failing marriage. And she says, what do I need to do to keep people near me? It's not just women, but men do that. Yes, men do. So wait, men can't have a baby. No, but (laughs) men. I'll give you an example. I I, I'm okay with this because I feel like kids are, are permanent. Yeah. Relationships come well, and go. No, relationships come and go. Right, kids. Yes. Um, but people that will stand by you for the most part is your is your blood and your family and your kids. Uh, at least, at least, unless unless you're a shitty father, shitty parent. But so I can see the the wheels turning in Lucifer. To me, it makes sense. Maybe he didn't think of it, and then when he realized, wow, this yeah. is something I can do. I believe. I mean, obviously, he was going to kill Kelly so that she doesn't go Planned Parenthood the child. You know, like when he Although found it does seem like it wouldn't help his goal. There. Don't you dare use that coat hanger. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ryan's just going off this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, last one for a while. <laughs> so to me, I think that the angle they took works. However, backtracking to what you said, Thomas, yes, it would have been a cool element had he thought of it. The first time we saw him this year and then leading up to it, meaning, meaning instead of giving him no plan, although I do like that aspect of the note, like as we said a couple weeks ago, I think it works in some way. Yeah, it works in some way. However, if they decided to give him a plan of making his own family rather than relying on a failed family that doesn't obviously, obviously they don't feel any type of loyalty to him. Or each other, even. Or each other. So it would make sense for Lucifer, who is kind of a control freak, to create his own creations that's actually from him mm-hmm. that would be by his side in some weird, morbid attempt to have a, a family, a legitimate family. Had that been the point from the beginning or you we were led down a trail of mystery that would yeah. be then revealed this episode, his plan was to create a race of Nephilim through him then that would be amazing that'd be cool but the problem was is that what what you said thomas that it kind of felt oh yeah you know what guys left field this is kind of cool let's put this in the writing script well we didn't really think about that when we wrote the first two episodes yeah and that's my problem i would say because like you said to, to go down the route of you know i've been abandoned so let's create something else and you could create a whole new race of you know because they've done it before where something ages really quickly to adulthood you know we had that with the amazons we had that with amara they've done it before they can do it yeah Yeah. it's doable if you have a whole race of lucifer spawn that you don't know have been permeated throughout the season like they did the psychic children right with season one if you had that and he's he's you know mixing the psychic kids abilities with his own spawn to make some kind of new psychic human angel hybrid creatures and make an army of them then you have something that you know could build throughout the season and and like you said have that big reveal but the fact that you just tell us that he's going on this anarchy atheist there is no point then it feels hollow to some suddenly come up with this it doesn't it it feels like a oh yeah i could do that i got free time rather than this is my mission i don't know thomas every time i've been having sex it pops in my head like man i could totally have a kid it's just one of those things and then horror sets in and then horror yeah for me horror (laughs) sets in because i like if i had a kid it'd probably be like i've already got a cat that's tapping it out for me yeah i have two cats so that's That's, like really that's stretching it that's stretching it pretty hardcore I, and that's that's my think my biggest problem because you're right, Mike. It, it would make sense from you know the anger and the bitter and the alone feeling that he's displayed throughout this season. So for him to create his own you know 
like little group of followers. I mean, that's kind of what he was doing with Vince Vicente. He wants that adoration. He wants that devotion. So again, (laughs) it it, makes sense. Had it been mentioned before. Yeah. I, I, you know what? And even if they didn't, there's something slightly off with Lucifer's story. Um, and again, I, I, I wanted to wait to say that just because until the mid season. And I think now that we're here, it's, you know, I, I think there's something slightly off with the storyline uh, mm-hmm. because if you look at it from different angles, it does make sense as well. Because what you just said with Vince Vicente, he's looking for something of acceptance and having some type of worship and people that truly l- look to him and idolize him. You know, something that he's never gotten, that he's always been jealous of because he got that's it from what God, demons, but he doesn't care. Right. You know? So, again, him kind of finding his place in this new world I could see him coming up with the idea of haha, like, okay, I'll have kids now. The Vince Vicente thing was short lived. Well, let me have kids. Maybe this will work. So I, it isn't, it isn't necessarily hard to believe that I just think it should have been worked a little bit better, possibly. Yeah. And then dropping this on us uh, would have felt a little more natural. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a, a lore boner when I heard this at first. I was like, oh. Nephilim from Lucifer, the possibilities are endless. And some of the biggest things that started popping in my head was the true definition of the Antichrist. And that's where some people have been up in arms. Now, uh, so I wanted to say, because Maddie made an incredible joke in the chat room. It says, by the way, Cass totally heard Lucifer's orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Oh, my God, dude. Is Angel Radio on during that? Yeah, Angel Radio's (laughs) on when they're pumping. And then when he finally releases, it's like, ah. Is that that holy music I think I think it should wait a good, you know, six months before they heard it. Because technically, it's not really alive yet. Uh. (laughs) I'm just saying. I see what you did there. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, no, it this, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm being serious. All like, I know is Lucifer's got some potent sperm that it impregnates <laughs> her right after it comes out of him. Yeah. Like, that must be some, like... Anyway. Like, I think well, they should have waited a bit. Yeah. <laughs> a good couple of days, maybe? Yeah, just so we can... Three confer- days? Yeah, because I think, you know... Yeah. Yeah. But... I'm being the, serious. The biggest thing <laughs> is the Antichrist angle, the, the Antichrist concept. Now, this is one of the biggest gripes from Kripke's era. And it's something I never really had a problem with, but that was, you know, I, it's episode the I Believe the Children Are Our Future, where they introduced the concept of the Antichrist, which is a creature born of a demon and a human. And they have that, was, his kid's name's Jesse Turner. Yeah. And he has right. more power than anybody. I mean, Castiel says... It was a cool concept it's a and cool, cool episode. Cool. And I liked the episode. Cassiel in that episode says with one word he can destroy the entire host of heaven. That's power that, you know, outside of God doesn't exist. Or God and, and Amara, that's like the two tiers of power with that. But he just kind of shows up and they find a way for him to disappear to hide from both angels and demons and kind of just fade away into the distance. And some people had a problem with that because one, that's way too powerful a chip to bring on the table and then just disappear get rid of it within the same episode or some people wanted to know is that ever going to be resolved for me it worked because they told the story they kind of wanted to tell with that because again this was the end of the show for Kripke but it also isn't necessary for him to come back you know his his choosing to vanish from the face of the earth kind of thing works you don't need any more from him for the story to move along 
And while it isn't 100% necessary to add to the story, it did kind of add to the lore of the universe saying that there's more powerful things than Lucifer. You know, God is an element in this universe. We know that there's more to this universe than just this petty apocalypse brotherly battle. Death even says as much in some way that, you know, there's more worlds than this. I'll reap God too. That's all season five stuff. But the question is, what kind of power level, if a regular demon and a human makes the Antichrist, what is Lucifer and a human going to create? Yeah. Now, a Nephilim is something, but I mean, it's far more powerful than a normal one. Is this technically the Antichrist? Because that is what in all other fan, uh, not fandoms, but lore, Christian Christian mythology. mythology, that the Antichrist is the spawn of Satan himself. So what is this thing going to be? And technically, the Antichrist is also a Nephilim. No, it's also a Nephilim. Because technically. Nephilim is also that definition. It's an angel-human hybrid. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting how they, what direction they go. I, I don't think they're going to delve. That se- Andrew Dabbs seems to not be delving into a lot of lore yet. So I don't know if he's going to delve into that. Uh, that seemed to be a Carver Gamble Kripke thing because, like, in eight episodes, we have not really gotten into any hardcore Judeo-Christian lore, have we? No, 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 not heavily. So, yeah, so I don't know. I'm not saying he couldn't, shouldn't, and I'm not saying he won't. But it's gonna be that's gonna be something they're gonna have to tackle. They can't just drop the the Nephilim bomb on us and forego the Antichrist angle. Uh, and then and just go with it. it. It it would be too superficial. It'd be like they're scraping the surface of 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 the lore because they don't want to come up against any continuity issues. Yeah. Um. Which there already are a few things that are already left open ended within the supernatural uh TV series because even the first mention of the Antichrist, Ruby referred to Sam as the Antichrist. I mean, way I let back that in one season go, three. That one doesn't bother me, and I know some. You think people, it was just a throwaway comment? I think it was. A, I think it was two things. One, because she calls Sam the Antichrist because the whole, you know, psychic kids thing, right. and you're destined for something. I think a lot of that is they don't know. The demons didn't know shit. Lucifer was a rumor yeah. to them. Azazel and maybe Lilith were the only ones who knew that he really existed. So it wasn't until season four and five that they established that that is a reality so season three ruby saying maybe you're the antichrist it's kind of a throwaway just because he is destined for something that doesn't mean he's the antichrist technically he was like the sword of of lucifer if dean is the sword of michael being a vessel it's not exactly the same thing you know and i think in the beginning of the show when you're three years in and you're that was during the writing strike you probably threw some stuff to the wall hoping to get another season because that was always iffy, you know, that was the right. same time when Gordon uh, Vampire Walker, Texas Ranger, thought that Sam was the Antichrist just because he was, again, what? Walker, <laughs> what? Gordon the Vampire, do you remember oh, him? Oh. His you last name's Walker, so oh. he's Gordon Texas Ranger. <laughs> he thought Sam was the Antichrist because he was destined for something as well. You know, that also built into the mystery because Lilith was amazed that she couldn't hurt Sam. Why couldn't she hurt Sam? You know, it all built up to the big reveal that they are the vessels for the brothers Michael and Lucifer, and are that's their part in this play of destiny. I think you kind of need that that hook to bring people into maybe he's the Antichrist. Find out, you know, next season. So I don't I don't hold that to any high standard of 
they said exactly this. Now, the right. Jesse Turner thing is a bit different because they did say exactly he is the Antichrist. But theoretically, you could retcon that as well. You know, we know Nephilims are angels and demons, maybe, or angels and demons, well, angels and humans, maybe demons are, maybe that one is something else. I mean, are we, are we totally sure, though, that the word Antichrist means one particular person? Why couldn't it be multiple people could be? There's that, too. That's that's kind of the way I interpret it is like, okay, if they if if you're the Antichrist, then you are, a, a, you know, a, a bad, maybe it's just a, a more of a name. Yeah, for... I think it's more of a name for someone who is who is very bad. I, I That's the way I interpret it. I just think we're, we're, we're lauding Antichrist into being this one overall thing. Why Existing couldn't it be? Entity. Why can't it be like a group of or, or a group of, of people or things or that, sub hybrid? Or I guess. Su- yes. That are considered bad. It could just be their pronoun as well. Right. Right. Yeah, there you go. Jesus. I mean, that is an idea. You know, if Nephilim are angel demon, maybe Antichrist is more of a broad term for, or I keep saying angel demon, demon and human. I mean, I don't know. They they could fix that with a little bit of retcon. They've done similar stuff before. I do hope they bring some kind of mention to it in some regard, because I know a lot of people got upset when Reapers and Angels were kind of lumped together when they're totally different entities in season what was eight and nine, maybe 10 even when the, the, well, I never remember her name, the Reaper from season two, the Dean kills. Oh, uh, I don't remember her name. Off I don't either, head. but people got upset about that. And rightfully so, you know, you had two different entities that you're now kind of saying are the same concept. So the fandom of supernatural is very specific. You have to kind of lay this out. And we've even had episodes where they say, exact reasons why certain things are happening and it and it's it's solved problems for yeah. us so i want to see what they do with that but i don't know we'll see maddie in the chat room uh said how oh, was her last exact uh comment here hold on uh she said also possibly could lucifer be wanting to have a baby uh as more of a permanent vessel i didn't even think about that that's true. And that maybe that would be a vessel that would not burn. That would be, I mean, all, it's all about bloodline, right? Yeah. It, I the, think. A true yeah. vessel is all about bloodline. Well, this is directly from him. So it would make total sense that that vessel would work even more so than Sam's. And that would be pretty dark. A Lucifer move. A Lucifer baby. To ha- well, to create a spawn just so that you could take over its vessel. Kind of like the darkness. What? It, well, yeah, but what if if the if the kid is the Antichrist? Does is he going to have a soul to begin with? When he, gets, I, he when would have. A, I would think so because he's still part human. But then, right yeah. there, what if the Antichrist, the spawn of Satan, just flat out kills him? You know, because and then this thing is the new villain because it's far more powerful than anything uh, else. I mean, you could take it down that route. You could take it down a lot of roads. What if the baby grows up and looks like uh, Mark Pellegrino? Would it, uh, would it, would it, uh, hey guys! Hey guys! I'm Baby Mark. <laughs> That's how they bring Mark back. The, the, the vessel comes out and they then, use visual effects to, yeah. de- to de-age him. Yeah, and he's just like yeah, yeah. he's like they, teenage they teenage they, Mark. They Benjamin Button his ass, and then basically he grows he up. grows in reverse, so he actually comes out old. Yeah, so that it would work. He comes out of the vagina huge, and then, and then they'll <laughs> like make just sure completely destroy it, just wrecks her shit. Oh, oh it just God. comes oh, out. All just, right, you're done. Just flops you're fucking out. done. There Turn his mic off. There he Jesus is. Christ. And, and then they, uh, you know, they try to kill him off before he, you know, becomes the baby size. Because that'd be hard for visual effects. Well, right. Well, I mean, you could superimpose <laughs> his face onto a baby. It would just be really weird. 
Like a, yeah, how like would you get a, a spiky, terrible photoshopping job? This is the worst concept. How would you get a spiky hair? Had. Like, how would you do a spiky hair? Because infants don't, don't have. Spikes. I'm okay with it as long as they make sure they put snowflakes behind them. And yeah, everything. yeah. Oh, well, snowflakes okay. and blue fire. Because he burns. Because that's the he issue. Burns. Now, guys, you have to remember that baby, <laughs> that baby <laughs> Lucy with Mark Pellegrino like cold stuff. You got to put. I like how that was the sticking him. point. Not your <laughs> fucking horrific birth scene, <laughs> but yeah, just bringing attention to that. <laughs> Makes me the asshole. I think that might be the the funniest, most <laughs> ill thought out like reason Tom has ever had. Was the, the hot, the, I, I think I think I think it, it, might, petty, his, right. it might be his worst moment in the show in three years. Oh no! Come on, I've had worse than that. Oh, it was my pettiest yeah. gripe. I will give you that. <laughs> but that was the dickhead that is me paying attention to that. God, I can't wait to hear drops from that. Oh, I like oh. how that's the worst issue. Not what the whole fucking horror show that Ryan just described. Dude, you should know by now that the things that come out of my <laughs> mouth. Gross. That's all she wrote. <laughs> the things that come out of my mouth. By now, you should know. In three years of doing this show with me, Thomas, that I'm going to say some fucked up shit. Yeah, I okay? know. I'm still not used to it. I just, I know you're not because it throws you <laughs> off a lot. I mean, because we're trying to do a show. You started to do blue. You talk about blue, uh, you know, ice and you and killed shit. Mike now. Good job. Good. Anyway, moving on to probably the more the other half of the episode. That's the plot relevant bit. We finally see Mr. Catch um, grenade launcher. That was a pretty cool intro, but I felt I, I don't know. It was a little weird, too, that he just shows up like, yeah, I was following you guys for like six days. And the, and we flat out know he lied as well to about Sam. What? About what? Sam goes and and tries to call the British Men letters from that card he got right. And then when Mister Ketch shows up to save them from the the Secret Service, although I did like how they had the balls to try and be like, "Yeah, we're federal agents. Fuck off, dude." I was hoping that Sam was calling Bevel for a booty call. Oh, Jesus. How awesome would that have been? Hey, just hey, been thinking about you. Hey, babe, yeah. I've been. Having hallucinations are about you, right you now? again, and what are you <laughs> hallucinations? What are you? Again? What are you wearing? Anyway, are you wearing that pantsuit? He calls the, uh, I guess Mitch was that the guy's name? Uh, something yeah, with something an like, M. Yeah, something like that. He calls that guy, and then Mister Ketch shows up to save them from the Secret Service, right in the nick of time with a grenade launcher, which Dean was very envious of. But he says Dean calls him out. So, so you've been following us this whole time? He's like, no, we're only good dogs. We only come when called. But we know that's not true. We know Mr. Ketch has been following them from right. episodes one and two through the Foundry episode. We saw his motorcycle. We know he killed, uh, what was her name, Magda from American Nightmare. Mm-hmm. We know he's been following. So right there, he lies to them. So even though he does help them, like Q from James Bond, like, here's all my gadgets. Here's, you want to see what's in my trunk? You know, I got this stuff. He does we lie are, to them still. Yeah. I I uh I enjoyed his introduction. I thought I it was thought a it was highlight great. for me. Yeah. Because I wanted something different from the Men of Letters, the British chapter, and I think so far they've delivered in that angle something slightly different. Uh and I I liked Mr. Ketch not being a straight up evil. Obviously he's he's evil. He's a sociopath of sorts. Right. But I like they went down. We've already seen the over the top bad guy, bad villain. I like that he plays it as I'm a good guy. Which right. makes them, which makes those type of villains or bad more individuals. Fun. He's more, a douche. Yeah, they're more fun and also scarier when someone doesn't view themselves as a bad guy or an evil person doing the wrong thing. I mean, look how nonchalant he was. He has no respect for angels. Calls him Halo. I yeah. mean, he to and me, they would have the power to wipe him out in a heartbeat. 
Yeah. And to me, he oozed danger. And the fact that he's just nonchalant coming out and blew away the Secret Service just shows that he does not give a fuck. They yeah. don't give a fuck. And I love the British, the classic yeah. music. I, yeah. I loved I loved his introduction. I mean, he was cool guy. It, it was, was like Agent cool 47, yeah. you know? It had that James Bond secret agent feel to it. Totally. Although yeah. I will say I was half expecting as Casca out of the car them to shoot at him because he's bulletproof. Yeah. yeah and him just walk up and beat their ass. That would have been kind of cool because we've been talking about having a darker, more militant Castiel. So part of me wanted to see that. But grenade launcher, you know, if you're going to top, if you're going to change it out to that. Yeah. That's a pretty good alternative. Now, the one, this is the other kind of sticking point in this one is. They need a plan to exercise Lucifer from the vessel before they can send him back to the cage. And the British Metal Letters have this. He he shows them all their tools, how to take care of an entire nest with a radiation gun. Right. Rather than, you know, slicing heads off. They have this. It wasn't a radiation gun, was it? He says they irradiate them. Oh, to make their own blood. Okay. Poisonous, you know. The other object he has is this deus ex golden goose egg that he quite literally pulls out of his ass and it can get it does exorcisms it'll cast a demon out from the body and they're like well what about an angel and you know this is where they kind of have to let him in on some of it he they don't they say you need to trust us so just give it to us but there's no way knowing what we know about this british mental letters that they aren't following them yeah seeing what they used it for finding out that the lucifer that Lucifer is roaming the earth. That's the greater implication and the point, I think, of that scene. Yeah. Was obviously we now we've been asking, what have we been asking? How much do they know? Do they know about God? Do they know, do they know mm-hmm. that Lucifer's out? Obviously, we know that they do not know that Lucifer is roaming the the wastelands of the United States. Obviously, now they may know or at least be clued in a bit that he is. Um I think the bigger problem though, Thomas, is um I, I mean we when you we've said this and time and time again when you have a an all powerful superman ish type character like god and even lucifer i mean it, it starts you start writing yourself up into a corner because how do you take care of these situations in a in a way that doesn't feel contrived or you know the dos ex was it machina deus ex machina deus ex machina whatever however you pronounce it <laughs> Um, Deus McNamara. Deus Machinations. Rain Man Digimon. Um, you know, I, that's always been something in, in writing class. You learn that that's something you have to always try to get away from. Try to avoid it. You try to possible. avoid that. And the egg, the golden goose egg, was literally. was that. But I think by definition, it was, hey, we it can, sol- we can solve all your problems with this egg. Um, At the eleventh hour, and and again, not even the solution necessarily in this episode, but also the solution in general in terms of Lucifer. Because what does it now say about Sam and Dean and the the, yeah, the all right. the problems they went through for five seasons and the friends that mm-hmm. died and the tears they cried shed and the blood that know, was spilled to get rid of Lucifer and to put him in the cage and now there's a golden goose egg that can do almost the exact same thing you've so e- you've effectively taken everything that they've done and flushed it down the toilet by using the Harry Potter golden egg and we already know that the men of letters are very capable individuals they have the the power of alchemy magic all types technology, of things sorcery. technology they, they they are a powerful group However, I think it would have been smart to do 
with the fact that they're not, they're, they, 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 despite all of their powers, I would have been fine with the fact that they don't have anything that can conquer God or Lucifer, or at least yeah. for it to be a challenge. Exactly. And, and who knows? This may be, this may not have done anything. We, again, we don't know. We are, we may be jumping the gun here. We, we may, this may not have done anything to Lucifer. As we know before, Lucifer is a deceiver and he can have easily pretended to have left the, to give them the false sense that they have a tool against him now. Right. Because didn't we already say that? Weren't we all confused and thrown off with that anyways? Because it looked like he went in the vent. He went down the vent. Yeah, he so definitely went down the vent. That was the thing, is that the item was not intended to capture him. The item was intended to expel him from the vessel, and then Rowena's spell okay. is intended to send him back into the cage. However, clearly nothing went right there, because he just goes through the vent like any demon well, would. maybe he went through the vent into the cage in hell, because that I is where... I don't that. Okay, because that is, because now that I... Okay, that makes sense, though, because if that is the case, if Lucifer did go back into hell, into the cage, that would make sense that he went through the vent. I see. I don't think he went back into the cage. You don't think it's that easy? I don't think that was that easy. For them to have the entire earth open up, for the cage to be open, with four rings of the apocalypse, or of the horsemen of the apocalypse, and he goes down the drain... That feels like, but you got to remember, Ro- Rowena has the Book of the Damned. The problem with this episode was not the what they did. The problem is they didn't do a good enough job reminding us of all the things the power level, right? Of anything because they have the Book of the Damned, and and I know we were not babies and we don't need constant reminders, but I think we do need when you're dealing with an element like Lucifer, we need reminders. Oh, we have Rowena. You got your book of the damn knowledge here. Let's do this. Like or or some visual. If you don't tell us, you need a visual cue that shows us that this is the cage he's going into. I would expect more of a rage anger fit to be sent back there. You know, I would expect more of a the very earth is torn asunder as hellfire and brimstone spews out and then he gets dragged in Hell, there. Blue some fire like that is season finale level blue, visual blue, effects. Blue hellfire. Yeah. Icicles and snowmen rain down from above. <laughs> you know, that, I, I think I think Lucifer should shoot icicles from his palms. If, 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 if it were me designing He's Lucifer, sub-zero. if it were me designing Lucifer, he would shoot icicles out of his fingertips, and then out of his dick, he would shoot icicles, <laughs> and then he would have laser beams out of his eyes, but they're blue because they're ice. Anyway. <laughs> Straight mockery. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I love when Thomas gets mocked because it's, he's not smiling, his face is just, nope. he's all you guys done yet? <laughs> But the entire concept of sending Lucifer back to the cage and they have him go down the drain, if that's really what happened, that feels really <laughs> underwhelming. Rather than the uh, pomp and circumstance that that kind of event should visually require. I'm wondering if possibly he didn't go to the cage. And I think he, he just went escaped. Some, he he went someplace he else. Too. No, maybe the men of letters found a way to harness his... Uh, his power instead. It didn't feel like it didn't look like he went into the egg thing at all, though. That just no, looked like a yeah. blast to shoot him out. Yeah. So I don't believe that you just kind of wrap up that storyline of your show's it, biggest yeah. villain. It's not over. No. So I don't think he's in the cage. But the the it, is, it does bring up the question of why Sam and Dean hung around. And I think that was my personal issue with that, in a way. And first watching, um, Second watching is when I started nitpicking. First watching, the only big problem I had was the last six minutes. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I didn't understand that. I'm like, why would Dean and Sam well, hang out? Everyone at- makes decisions that don't make sense. Crowley takes just Rowena when we know he can zap everybody, pretty much everybody. 
Castiel he zapped all of them to Planned Parenthood. Oh, and, no, I, I'm being serious here. He could have, though, and he, just been done with it. Yeah. We know that Castiel can wipe their memories. He just did it two minutes ago. But they let him take Kelly out the back door. When in theoretically, I'd take her out the that, back door, too. If anybody should have snuck out the back, it should have been the two normal humans who yeah. have no powers. Yeah. Crowley should have been the one to stay in the room, if anything, because he can just tell the port the fuck out. It doesn't matter. There's no consequence. Castiel can wipe their memory. It doesn't matter. There's no consequence. But they let the brothers take that fall. And that felt really odd. It didn't feel like the brothers that I know from season one who are like have a, you know, code names for when cops are showing up and what kind of, you know, backup plan we have to escape from this. It just felt like they got caught because they wanted to almost. And maybe there's something to that. I'm not certain, but I mean, that's what I took away from it. It, it felt a little odd to me, and yeah. especially because Crowley, we like know is kind of like part of the group at this point. Yeah, that's what uh, somebody sent me. I forgot where it was. Somebody sent me uh, their thoughts on the show and they said that that uh, forget all the elements that we wanted because they were kind of quoting what I say about, you know, let's not focus. OK, let me go back. This particular listener has agreed a while back when i said sometimes we need to go back as a fan and and really think is this episode badly written or is it something we didn't want right and they were complaining because it's not what we wanted as fans but the episode was written pretty well so they brought that back up and they they always have agreed with that sentiment sentiment and now they're saying well this episode wasn't about i could do away the fact that they weren't doing things that i wanted as a fan it's the choices they made, again, not choices that I didn't want, choices that didn't make sense. And and she quoted the ending scenes. Like, yeah. it just, it didn't make sense to their character. Rowena wasn't Rowena. They all felt like they were dumb, dumbed down in order to make this cliffhanger type ending. Yeah. Which, and uh, which that's what I she never said. got out of this. I, I never got a cliffhanger ending here. It wasn't well, cliffhanger to me. Well, I mean, they were arrested by the Secret Service. Yeah. But, but I... I after and and what the spawn had, of Lucifer is out and about. After what we had for for eleven years uh, of cliffhanger, and I'm air. No, quoting, it's not as cliffhanger no, as it, like it last really wasn't. year. I mean, I'm like, okay, they got arrested by the Secret Service. Okay, Benny the Butcher. I I don't know. I just I I didn't I didn't get that vibe, man. It, it didn't. I didn't get that. Holy shit! They got hit by a truck in their yeah, car. What the fuck's one. gonna happen now? Like. I didn't get that vibe, and I think that's, no, I understand that. It that's does, the problem. It's that. not so much direct cliffhanger, and that's uh, probably part of the issue with this episode as well, because it feels like we just failed our mission and got caught for no reason, and we know it's not over. Well, I'm wondering, Thomas, and, and correct me if I'm if viewed this wrong, but I, I think it was so off, out of character that they hung out. Castiel snuck out the back door yeah. with Kelly. Damodine stayed and, and knelt next to the president for some odd reason. I think it felt so out of character that there has to be a reason why they wanted to get arrested. There has to be. And that's how I'm looking at it because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I need to believe that because it's this, be a catch thing. this is not. Yeah, it has to be. Maybe exactly. You, that's that would work because this is not the brothers who in season one are like, hey, there's cops outside. Go out the back of the hotel now. Yeah, this isn't the brothers who knock out a SWAT team to wear their clothes to, you know, Ocean's Eleven their way out the front door. <laughs> this isn't those brothers. <laughs> but Mr. Ketch saying, I will give you this device, but you need to get arrested because we need closer access to the president for X, Y and Z reason to prevent Lucifer from doing this again or, or for whatever reason. 
that I would accept, and that would make sense. But again, this a couple changing of the character roles on this. If you had some reason as to why everyone else escaped but Sam and Dean, you know, Lucifer is getting expelled and Crowley needs because he's a demon is going to get expelled too. So now they don't have a exit strategy. I mean, that would work right there. Theoretically, that should have exercised Crowley. Right. And then maybe you don't have a vessel to, or, or a demon to teleport you out. We know Cass doesn't have wings. So they would make the sacrifice, get Kelly out of her. She's out of here. She's more important. She's the most important. Rowena right. would make sense to just abandon everybody. And Crowley would have no choice because he got expelled. That all would fit. And you solve this little problem right there. But instead, you have characters making decisions that don't fit their character. Their character. At all. So maybe Mr. Ketch doing, being involved with the British Men of Letters having an ulterior motive, I would accept that. I and just, I hope that is what it is. There needs to be a yeah, reason. I just, I just feel that that would be the most, the best route that they could take with, 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 with Sam and Dean standing there and, and not being in character of, of fleeing the scene. I just don't want it sloppy. sloppy. No, I agree. You know, I, I think, like, oh, yeah, they got caught, but here's a reason why what it's I, okay. What I think would be a cool angle is if they, he had talked to them like, hey, we, I need you to get caught at the end of this so we can somehow start infiltrating the men of letters into your government or whatever like something yeah. like that would make total sense yeah um but if it, it, i'm a i'm in agreement with you thomas if they do it sloppily it's gonna it's gonna really really it's gonna kill it's gonna put a big it, yes, damper on, on this season yep. so far mm-hmm. totally so, i mean it'll kind of depend on the premiere then again they've done season premieres in two-part episodes so maybe they're gonna do the season mid-season premiere 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 in a two-part episode, I can't I don't know. say Dias Macania, blah, blah, blah. He can't say premiere, and uh, he can't say premiere. I know. So I and mean, Ryan can't think. So. <laughs> that's that's we're, we're, nothing. We're new. quite the team. <laughs> we're great. So. Hey guys, give us a dollar for Patreon. <laughs> give us a dollar so we can keep mispronouncing shit. So let's move on to final thoughts. Our own grades on this episode, Ryan. What did you think? Well, seeing as I just watched the episode uh, about an hour ago. Um, <laughs> No, you know, and I talked to you guys before we went on air. I had this feeling where it was like, I sat here after the episode ended and I was like, I was kind of flabbergasted. I kind of sat there for a second like, okay, how do I feel about this episode? You know, I had to sit and think about it. And Mm -hmm. normally it's like during the episode, I'm like, okay, this episode's awesome. Or, oh, okay, this episode's not so great. And I just, this one, I had such a mixed, like, weird roller coaster effect. Yeah. And it was like... All the visual effect shots were fucking killer. Like they were all good in this episode. Nothing was bad in this episode. Nothing. Right. Um, so I, I, I loved that about the episode. I felt for me, it felt like, uh, again, and we say this a lot, it felt like a two parter. It felt like something that uh, they tried to do a cliffhanger ending and it just wasn't that cliffhanger to me. Like it just didn't arouse my, you know, oh my God, what's going to happen to Sam and Dean? you know, next time on supernatural. Like I just, yeah, it's one of those things. Um, I, the guy that played the president, uh, I don't know, uh, Chisholm. I think it was Chisholm <laughs> or I think his last name's Chisholm. Um, the actor did an, a, a phenomenal job. Uh, his acting as Lucifer was great. I thought it was great. Uh, that's just my opinion. I thought he was really good. Um, and it was cool to see, uh, to see him kind of adapt, not so much the Vince Vincente, you know, the Rick Springfield style, but maybe a little bit. Um, but I really did like that. Um, I, I agree with everything we've said though. Like it just felt really weird. I think weird or interesting was the best way to describe this episode. I I just really don't know how to explain it in my mind. And this is the first time since we started doing this show that I, I really 
have I'm having a hard time like talking about it. Yeah. So um if I grade wise, I mean I, I did like the episode. Don't get me wrong. Um but man, I geez, this is a little off for this you. This is still. hard. Yeah, this is hard. Uh C plus, maybe. Right. C plus from Ryan. I, I just I don't know like the visual effects saved a lot of the episode for me because mm-hmm. they were amazing. I just think that that the the writing and everything the, it just seemed like you've Mike said it earlier. Okay, I, I I hate to keep going on, but the, Mike said it earlier that by this time in a in a season, you know, the mid season finale, we know where the where the fuck the season is going. And they they yeah. gave us four different avenues that this season can go, and I, I'm sorry, but I need to direct. Yeah, pr- yeah. we're actually going to get into that yeah. on our next segment. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be. So I, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead or whatever, but it, that's the way I felt about it. So C plus, I guess. All right, Mike, you. What'd you think? I'm a little bothered with my reaction to the episode because I'm the positive one. Right. And this is the second time in eight episodes where I'm negative and that's never happened. I'm always the one trying to uplift everybody. Like, no, this is this is great. Yeah. And for me to be the one that that kind of sides with Thomas a bit, except for for blue fire, you know, <laughs> I, okay. I, I'm a little disappointed that in eight episodes, we have two episodes that I'm going to grade a D. A D? That low Whoa. for you on this one? I, I feel like there was no direction in this episode. Okay. I, 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 no, I, can, I can see I, that. You know what? Let, let me hold on a second. Let me see a bit because it could be. I don't want to grade it unfairly because... It could also be the direction of the season, and I don't want to put that on the writers of this episode because okay. they're not responsible for writing the direction of the show. That's Andrew Dabb. So maybe it, well, let's up it to a C. A C or we'll do a C, a C minus. C minus. C minus. Okay. And I, I'm saying that because I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to continue to be negative. I uh, I think we've gone through this episode enough in terms of uh, the 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 elements that just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um. But it's just the, the opening act was fine. Second act was all right. And then it just kind of at the end, it, it's almost like, hey, where do we go from here? We only have eight episodes this year. We usually we have that ninth, tenth episode where we can really drive home the, the, point. Uh, yep. the point of the season. And that could also be it as well. They, they're one season behind and are one episode behind. And, and sometimes that one episode to conclude the, the first half of the season is what they really need to kind of give us a, a direction of of the season where it's going. I mean, what, what is the direction of the season? Like, I think that's the biggest issue. I, I, I don't know what the direction is. I, I feel, yeah. I, I want to save this part for the next, we'll segment, save it for the next one, but, um, but overall, yeah, I say a C minus for the, for the writing. Cause the, yeah. the open, the final act was just a disaster. And then you had, of course, the, the golden goose egg that, yeah. that I think was a very easy fix on a, on a character that has been built up as being this epic, creature yeah of myth and legend and he can be defeated by by a golden egg I, a goose. I, yeah so i don't see all right but everything else the execution production quality the design of everything was an a i mean the vibe yeah, and the, the the way the, it was executed yeah. directed and put together was fine yeah it's just it comes down to the writing and the direction not direction like the director, but the direction, right, direction of, of the of, season of the story. I, I agree with a lot of the points here. I mean, that opening scene and the church with all the murders, I was rip roaring and ready to go. I loved that visuals. I loved that idea, but it did feel off for where we've taken this character at this time. It, it is a little bit darker than what we've seen, which makes season 11's version stick out as a kind of a sore thumb. 
but again, it's the inconsistency with some of the characters' tone. It doesn't make sense. The biggest thing was the golden goose egg. That was a slap in the face to me. I liked Mr. Catch, and I liked the Q James Bond idea, but the fact that he just pulls an answer out of his back pocket really did not sit well with me. It, in the fact that the characters make a bunch of decisions that don't make sense at the end for who they are, where they are with the season really was bothersome to me. And again, the biggest thing too, is we don't know where we're going. It's I, in previous seasons. And I'll say this on the next segment here. We've known where the story was going by this point. And right now I just don't. And that I feel like is the biggest misstep is that I shouldn't be questioning what I'm watching or reading. I shouldn't be confused partway through, especially not 12 years in. So for me, this one's also going to be a C minus, unfortunately. But I think with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to get into a bit more of a secondary discussion on this episode, as well as this season as a whole in just a little bit. But I don't know. What did you, I mean, you just give me a second. I don't here. want to be too negative, but it's I have hard. a couple key points that I want to point out well, on this season compared to Mike, previous seasons. Mike made a great point there, dude. He said every, all the execution, the visual shots were an A. Yeah, and it, that's what made this so hard to grade because of that. Of that, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get into it here, guys, in just a minute. We're gonna be right back. Don't go nowhere. Supernatural. The crossroads will be right back. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Flores, and over the past three years, we have delivered some of the highest quality audio and content to be found on the internet. Uh, specifically for podcasting and episodic discussions and breakdowns. And now we're going to need help from the listeners. For as little as a dollar a day, you can help our network continue to grow. Uh, we have various options on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Digital, uh, that will help aid you in making your decision to support the network. We have a dollar option if you feel like you just want to support uh, every option above that comes with additional content, including shows, behind-the-scenes footage, behind-the-scenes audio, uh, and of course, the Rayman Digital Premium tier, uh, where you get the Supernatural video cast two to four times a month, including the audio version, uh, Star Trek from the Holodeck, Comic Book Chaos, and the new Whiskey and Wine show, Hangover Betty. So if you go to patreon.com slash Digital, you'll be able to subscribe. So help us out. Donate. Hey, ass butt. Do you love Supernatural, The Crossroads? Tell the rest of the world by representing the show on your bod. Don't objectify me. With The Crossroads Tees, the first run of shirts are available to own. The shirts are anvil unisex and made up of high-quality 100% ring-spun cotton. What are you waiting for? Become a Crossroads Minion and represent the show proudly. Head to RainManDigitalMedia.com. Click on the store tab and get your Crossroads shirt today. This is Crossroads 003. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural The Crossroads. Just a quick reminder, the Supernatural The Crossroads and Rain Man Digital Patreon page is live if you are interested in helping us out with that. Just a dollar a day will help us do a whole lot more with this show as well as other shows for the a network. A dollar a day, guys. You can help Rain Man Digital 
feed ourselves and teach and Ryan how to shows read and yeah. teach me how to read because I, <laughs> I can't even read the show notes. I pretend and Mike makes them and I make him feel good because I pretend to read them. And, if you, I, want, and if you want even more, uh, we actually have merged our, our premium service uh, with Patreon. So if you even put $10 in, you now get the Supernatural video, video cast two to four times a month, which will also be an audio version as well. So Plus additional shows that you can only get through that. And behind the scenes videos, all types of stuff. There's all types of things going on. So patreon.com slash Digital. So with this, guys, now we're talking about... There's an article that went around uh, from TV Guide talking about how this episode they felt like was the one that jumped the shark. And I don't necessarily believe I agree with that statement wholeheartedly, but there is some legitimate gripes throughout here that we kind of wanted to touch on. Um and, 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 and we're not going to we're not going to be yeah. negative. We're no, just going to go through some of uh, this is something that we saw almost on every single site that reviewed this episode. Mm-hmm. It, it was it wasn't positive. And we kind of want to break it down in terms of what is legit and what in terms of just is trolling. Yeah, I'm well, an expert at trolling. So. Well, in the first little paragraph here, they compare it to season four. But this, this is the very first thing I was like, all right, which well, I don't agree with that. Well, shut up. First of all, was yeah. because he says, uh, remember back in like season four when the most inconceivable thing was not some random random brother spare angel vessel getting turned into a ghoul chow. But the horrific and alien concept of Sam and Dean actually like fighting each other. He's like, I don't particularly like season four, but dang, those were the days. I'm like, okay, if you didn't like season four, then first of all, shut yeah. up. So if you didn't like it, so dang, they weren't the days. Then. Yeah. Like, His <laughs> argument was almost void after he said season four was bad. He didn't like it. I'm like, I'm like all right, automatically yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. It's a sh- isn't this a she? Marianne? I didn't read it. I just or the byline. Yeah. I just went with the. Let's article. say, she, yeah, she is. Sorry. What's the name? Uh, Marianne something. Le- really? Sleesman. All right. Marianne. Marianne. Uh, now, one of the gripes in it is the convenient exorcism bomb just in time to make his unholiness go away without too much pain and suffering. We kind of got into that. And we did go into that. And that, that was one of my biggest gripes. And I will say that is, I think, a fair complaint that it was deus ex. Just, hey, I know you have a insurmountable problem. Here's your perfect answer. You know, that I would give points to. Yeah, that one's that. Yeah. Uh, then they say, remember when Lucifer was scary and challenging when dealing with him was brutal and even victory came at terrible consequences. Well, all that suffering was for nothing because apparently the Brits had a magical bomb that could spare everyone so much agony and character development. So, again, uh, that's a valid argument. That's something we also brought in. Yeah. Brought up, I should say. Basically, we, we want to use this to kind of move into the midseason discussions. Yeah, uh, they have. They talk about Chuck using a vampire ray gun. He's like, if that happens, I'm done. That would be kind See, of funny, though. <laughs> but you, you know what? I, there were people complaining about that. But that's the thing about Men of Letters. They they do things differently. They create technology mixed with magic. That's been the setup for four years now. That's the, that was the cool concept. And I guess novelty factor behind the Men of Letters is that it wasn't the classic hunter way you did things. There was a different type of process behind doing the same thing. Yeah. Which I never had a problem with that. Like the ray gun. Yeah, they may. Of course, if you make it sound like that, it sounds silly and stupid. But the the mixing of the DNA and, and the molecules of the vampires to kill them and turn them to like sludge. I mean, that that seems legit to me. Well, effectively, well, didn't well, they do that in, in, in Blade when he gave him the 
yeah. she's, and they blow up. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just it's just uh, taking lore and, and mixing it with a little bit of technology and magic. I think alchemy, which is what is that what alchemy is? Yes. So sort of yeah. <laughs> magic and, and science. Yes. Yeah. So I that's obviously they don't understand. I think the hardest thing that this article is their complaints is they don't understand the meshing of genres like supernatural has been one genre for a very very long time and it's shifted since season seven i want to say it shifted from uh from their original concept i would say even after season three season two uh, it went from a horror to something slightly different to more of a supernatural catch-all genre but it's a meshing of genres and part of the supernatural genre is alchemy so in, in 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 essence i think it works you have 12 seasons all right 12 seasons and you can't hope no show can hope to manage to last 12 years if they're not reimagining their core concepts in in the good way which supernatural for the most part has done also um they have to mesh and marry genres in different ways otherwise they'll have no story to tell yeah you have to mix in the genres and that's what a lot of tv shows do after seasons four five and they start going you know on past maybe the original concept of the series they start reimagining certain things it's all about how they do it and for the most part as i said supernatural has done a pretty damn good job you know changing up genres and 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 mixing things things together concepts yeah i'd agree with that uh now this is one that i do that that is a fair point in some ways uh talking about how kelly escaped castiel saying that uh she's they're at the diner using the old quote i'm going to the bathroom but not really Mm -hmm. approach even though Cass spent most of the episode being a badass with the jedi mind tricks up to and including the memory wipe and this is the point that it is a fair point here. Being a freaking human-shaped lie detector, <laughs> and the only thing to contradict your continuity across seven seasons, that's a lot of detail to remember, but we all have lives to live yeah. and so forth. Now, that is a fair point. I mean, you don't really, you shouldn't really have somebody lie to him in the very same episode that you say that he knows whether or not someone's lying. But was it a lie? Maybe she did have to pee. And she's like, you know what? Nah, I think I'm going to get out of here. See, maybe she did have to piss, yeah. so it wasn't actually technically a lie. Oh, God, not that bad. She's Scott Pilgrim. I really thought about putting it in this cup, though. Yeah, she's Scott Pilgrim disaster. And we, we brought that up as well. That's a point that I think uh, across the board, the there were character, character situations that didn't really match the personalities of the characters we know and kind of dumbed down a few in order to make something happen. So nothing, nothing really new. Yeah, I mean, the, the article kind of gripes about some of the character relationships saying that they're not a bunch of nobodies with no connections anymore. In this episode alone, the Winchesters teamed up with, like, they, they say it like, this is new, but an angel, a witch, a self-proclaimed king of hell, and a super shady organization, international organization with probable government connections, <laughs> and a rocket launcher. I feel like they're they're angry because it's, in their eyes, it's jumped the shark, but it really hasn't jumped the shark in that regard. You know, no, th- not at all. They've no. had a rocket launcher since season one, or well, a grenade launcher. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, that's where this article is completely bunked for me. She said rocket launcher, not grenade launcher. She's incorrect. Oh, this, this article is shit. <laughs> TV <laughs> guide, <laughs> learn your launchers. It's a rocket or grenade. Okay? Shit. What, but what, what was it, Ryan? Is a grenade launcher. A grenade launcher, okay. The point is, they've had the grenade launchers since season one. Castiel has been a part of the show since season four. Yeah. Crowley's been in since season five. You know, th- this isn't like they took one episode and threw all this shit into it. Exactly. And then just like, yeah, now they're all teamed up. They've teamed up for years. 
Yeah. You know, that's the entire concept of team death free will. Yeah, it seemed like she didn't really quite grasp. Like she had some a couple valid complaints there, but for the most part, it seems like she didn't really couldn't really grasp the concept of what yeah. supernatural has been about and is about. Now, I feel like the fair complaint is one we mentioned in the previous segment, which is where is this season going so far? In previous seasons, almost I'd say every season, we've known where the show was going by the halfway point, or even before then. I mean, in, in let's look back at and, some other episodes. And obviously not in terms of the mystery. Obviously, the mystery no, and that the, needs the, to be there. You're right. The overall what, you know, what's how's really going to end. How is it going to end? Obviously, they leave that till the end for us to find out. But uh, but there we had a kind of a, a clue moving into every midseason finale, the direction they're they were going to take. I mean, that's also something that you do when you write a feature film. The first thing you learn in terms of writing a feature and television also goes into this direction, but it's something called the inciting incident. Uh, yeah. and, and you can also hearken that back to, uh, how you start a season up. This would be, let's say the first eight episodes is the inciting incident. Meaning the first 10 minutes, you kind of want to grab people's attention and give them an idea of what this world's about. And then after the first act, 30 minutes in, you have to now understand not all the answers will be revealed, but the, by the end of the first act, you have to know the audience has to know what this movie is about, the direction it's going, not any answers, just the direction that this movie is going in. And that same thing can be applied to the writing of the first act, second act, third act of an overall myth arc season. And that's something that Supernatural has done very well, even in, in seasons that some people don't like, starting with even season eight. Let's say season six. All seasons have done it. But where are we going to start at, Thomas? Well, I was going to go with season seven. OK, Just, so give me a second then. Yeah. Uh, so even looking back at season seven, starting with a season that a lot of people did not like. Yeah. Um, even in those ep seasons, you had a general idea. Yes. After the midseason finale what the story was going to be about for the year. Well, so with season seven, by this first episode, or the second episode, first episode, we know about Leviathans, and Castiel presumably dies. And we, and, and the Bobby's house gets burnt down. There's a new villain, something they've never encountered. There's a new level of power on the playing field. You know, we know, essentially, this is going to be the problem for the entire season. And the mid-season finale for that season was Bobby's death. And while it was tragic and it's a phenomenal episode, Death's Door, we also have Bobby and them infiltrate the Leviathan's lair right. and get the coordinates for where the tablet we ultimately ends up being and how they defeat the villain for the season. It we know where they're going. It directly leads into the rest of the season and it, it launches it propels the story forward. Season eight, we have the the season eight's a bit of an odd duck. Because the mid-season finale, and that one, by the way, was 10 episodes for season 7 before they took a break. Season 8 okay. had 9, and that ended with Citizen Fang. And this was kind of them wrapping up the Benny and Dean purgatory story, as well as the Sam and, I don't even remember her name. Chick. Amelia storyline. Yeah, That, that mid-season finale wrapped up all of that stuff, but we knew about... The demon tablet closing the gates of hell and the trials that needed to start essentially by that time. Or we at least knew about closing the gates. 
Yeah. Uh, Maddie also brings up in the chat room. Dab gets one to at least get his sea legs running, meaning he gets one season to do that. But, you know, I, I, Fair I, enough. I, I you know, I, I want to disagree with that because uh, we've already been there, done that. I don't want to get to know a new showrunner every every time there's a new show. Theoretically, showrunner. that was season 11. He started with that. He I start, uh, allegedly he started allegedly. taking over some of the writing responsibilities a lot more from Carver. But the thing is, is that it, look at all the other gamble. Let's say Gamble. Did she take an entire season to get her legs out uh, under her? No, she didn't. She, we knew our point isn't, hey, give them time to find their voice. That I, I get. Finding your story should be the first thing you've already you done do. before you start. And started. Gamble knew her story for season six. Well, even she knew her story for season seven, d- despite uh, d- forget for a second that we didn't even like season seven. But the story was there. We yeah, knew that we didn't, we didn't like the story. But the story was there before the ending of the mid-season finale. And then same thing with Carver, yeah. finding his sea legs in season eight. We already know Carver was all over the map in, on season eight. Well, here's, trying, But what was the one thing he did have? His story. And the, here's the difference. Season eight had demon tablets closing the gates of hell. And ultimately it had the trials leading to that fact. And the fall of the angels. Now, we didn't know about the mystery of that was the fall of the angels. What is Metatron up to? What are they going to how is this season going to end? Yeah. That was the surprise. But we knew going into the mid finale that we have the a way to stop demons from entering the world to put Crowley away. And we finally put away Benny and Amelia at this point. Amelia! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to but, say. But and, and Carver, give him, you know, he had time to get his sea legs. Well, kind of. But right there, he had his story by the midway point. We kind of knew where this whole season was leading up to. Yes, he threw things like, all right, well, throw the Thule up. Yeah. People like that? Great. We'll come back to it later. Right. Let's throw up Henry Winchester in the Men of Letters. People he, like that. He was well, throwing, it's part of the story. Yes. He was throwing potential things that could work down the road, but he still, again, essentially, he had his story for season eight. And even then, I would argue that half of season eight, this mid-season point, is, hey, we're going to do stuff with the demon tablet, but first, let me fix what was kind of wrong from the end of season seven and how we do explain that a year's gone by. Now, I don't think it was the best way to do it necessarily, yeah. but it, it, it wasn't even he needed his sea legs as it was. He was new to the show. He still knew what he was doing with it. Season nine, we have the mid season finale is the death of Kevin, and Kevin! G- which was, which was huge. <laughs> and yeah. the reveal huge. Of Gadriel is working with Metatron, yeah. and they're not exactly friends, you know. That and and all that guilt is on Dean. Now we we don't know about the first blade yet and the mark of Cain right. at this time, which leads into the other problems. But at this time, we knew angels had fallen. There was an angel civil war. Abaddon was at large and trying to take over Hell. Crowley was a wild card at best, and Castiel is now a human. So while we don't have what happens at the end of the season, we do have some overarching storylines that need to find resolution. Yeah. I would say the biggest one at that time was the Angel Civil War, Metatron's dick, general douchebaggery, and what are they going to do about Sam now that he's, you know, writing bitch to Gadriel? Yeah. Season 10, and that was nine episodes as well. Season 10 had nine episodes, and that one was the whole Dean's predicting his own murdering of a whole group of individuals. And again, we, this was all over the place on 
some people hated it. Some people liked it. And we were saying, yeah, you know, it's these guys are bad. So don't feel too much guilt, dude. But it still it showed and established that the mark of Cain was the problem was with for him. this season. And then it was changing Dean fundamentally as a person and his rationale and his thought process. And again, that season introduced a lot of new stuff. Rowena, Cole, you know, the Grand Coven or. Yeah, the Grand Coven, you know, what does Crowley really want out of life and stuff like that now that his mother's back into the picture? And the mark was the problem, though. We knew halfway through the season going through. Right. Season 11, we know, we find out that Lucifer's been talking to them, and we knew that darkness was the problem the whole fucking time. That, that, there was no getting away from the darkness in season 11. But here at season 12, I feel like we don't have that same thing. We've just now introduced the concept of a Nephilim our antichrist satan spawn yeah lucifer is still a problem the british right. men of letters we thought were going to be this big comeuppance are still kind of helping them but they're just shady about it and lying it's really, is that really the big threat it's odd because from a season where you have some really good writing right no one's taking that away from dab and the writers there has been in eight episodes there has been some six out of eight episodes have been some fantastic writing but where's the writing going? Where is That's this the problem? Where is this good writing taking us? That's I'm enjoying the, the and, episodes, but I don't know where the hell I'm going. And that's it. as a supernatural fan, I'm a little frustrated. And I, and I listen, I am patient. And I, I know we always say be patient. Let's see where the story goes. But we don't know where the story's going. And I think to me, it, it's signaling, uh, it could signal a slight issue down the road that there really is no true definitive path of story. Is it the men? Let's go through them. Is it the men of letters? Is it the fact that there may be somebody working within America to help the monsters roam? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it Lucifer? Is it Lucifer and the Nephilim? Is it Mary Winchester and the more personal, intimate storyline? What is the story? We have five things. What does Billy want? Why is she? Yes. What is Billy the Reaper? Like, what truly is? Is There's nothing the sto- I can't yeah. d- I can't discernibly yeah. decide where the myth arc is this year. What is it? And, and, and that makes me nervous because we're going in, we're moving into the second half of the season. And yes, there's plenty of time to tell a story. But what is it? The thing is, the thing is, none of these are really. On a scale of like, holy shit, you know, the, the second half of the, of the season has to focus around this one thing. It's there's five different things and every single one of them could be the the route that we could be going. And I think if it were five different things and one thing out of the five was just a touch higher than I would say that was season nine. Metatron was a touch higher than Angel Civil War and Abaddon. Absolutely. And the Mark of Cain at that time. And and one can argue that Dab's possibly changing the script and meaning that he's maybe changing the format up and saying, hey, look, you know, every pretty much every midseason you had a definitive idea where the story is going. I want to keep some mystery. I do know my story, which I'm sure Dab has his story in mind. And maybe he, he'll end up delivering and, and putting on the uh, the afterburners moving into the second half. That could be a major possibility. So, again, we've never seen. Da- Excuse me. We've never seen Dab run a show so this might just be him changing it it up for us i mean a lot of people didn't like carver's setup in the beginning either because it was different let us remember one thing sarah gamble and carver are all products of kripke so it would make sense for all of them to have a similar style yeah okay dab is not a product of kripke he was around from i believe in season four 
but not as long as Carver and Sarah Gamble. So he could also be doing his own thing because he may not be as influenced by Kripke's writing style. Could be. So that also could be it. So this isn't us bitching and moaning. This is more or less us trying to put our finger on uh, from an academic sense. Where do we go from here? Yeah. And by the way, since Mike said academic, that's why I didn't say much in that that segment. (laughs) Because I'm not academic (laughs) at all. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I think it's a fair question. And, it you know, we're not telling anybody, hate the show, jump the shark, it's all crap, or No, we're just confused. We're confused. We're just like, it's different. And we want to, I, I don't, nobody reads a book and is still confused where they're kind of going with it halfway through. So uh, Maddie said, Dab said he wasn't going to focus hard on a myth arc this season. I don't remember that. Uh, Ma- Maddie, if you could send us a link on that, I'd like yeah, to, read to read that because I, I didn't hear that. And if that's the case, that's a, a myth arc is what keeps the story cohesive. That, that's the, yeah. I mean, that's what all serialized television should have nowadays. Yeah. Since the days of X Files and go back the days to that. have moved beyond the episode of the week. This isn't Doctor Who. Yeah. You gotta have that. That's kind of what keeps everything cohesive and flowing. And also it also doesn't feel like it's patronizing, you know. Otherwise it feels audience. like you're building a bridge as you're crossing it. Yeah. And that's not how you build a bridge. It yeah. just it feels off. But well, and you know what? Maddie might have just answered with that, with that, that comment. Whole that whole comment may have answered that, that, all of our questions. All of our right issues. There. That's the reason why there's no definitive story. Because he doesn't want to focus on a myth arc, which I think, if I, I would have known that's a that. damning that's quality, kind, though. Hey, guys, I want to get rid of a myth arc. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like people, it. the importance of a myth arc, holy shit, that's important in this. In, I don't in, think. In serialized television. That is modern television. That is important to have. Well, especially a show that's been founded on that concept for 12 years. Yeah. I don't think you can just not have that and have the same strengths. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Unfortunately, we are going to have to wait. What is it? A month or two? When does it actually come back? Does anybody know off the top of your off, off anyone's head? Too long. Too long. Thanks for that, Ryan. No problem. <laughs> What's the weather outside? Ha! Yeah, no, I just—is it late January? I think it's. Mike, do I, you think know? it's I think it's when the show returns. Yeah, really when the show returns. No, it's uh, the last week of January. Oh, the last right. week of January. Yeah, they're coming back earlier this year, I think. Well, I'm okay with that. I'd love to have an episode before then, but of course we won't. But do, you, do we want to take some thoughts from listeners on Facebook really fast? Oh, pick, you want to read some? Yeah, yeah just pick yeah. two, and then we can wrap the show. Give me just a minute here and bring up that. I mean. I feel like we're not alone in this sentiment, though. If, no, if, I mean, just pick one, maybe. Uh, Monica had some good uh, points in there. Do you have I that believe up? Monica Dennis, uh, I think that's her name. Yeah, let me bring it up. Because she had, I don't want to keep, yeah, here we go. I don't want to keep repeating things that we've said. Uh, but I do want to give the, I like giving the listeners a yeah. voice, so. Uh, Monica Dennis says, I went to bed and woke up this morning asking myself, why, why, why didn't they just leave with Cass? It made no sense to me. Okay. Then because I am happy to make excuses for the show because I love it, I decided they thought Cass, Cass's mind meld would last longer than it did. They wanted to understandably make sure that the president was good, but this is the second time I was baffled by the behavior, and I usually give lots of room for creative license. But when Lucifer didn't just kill Cass and Crowley last week, I thought that made no sense either. I still haven't made an excuse for that one. I did. I'm okay with the, with the excuse he gave. Well, he, he was wants, losing power he fast. Wants them, and also, he said he wants them all to witness what he's about to do. Yeah, and he's decaying with every you know breath. Yeah. So maybe he was too weak to just snap his fingers and kill somebody. I don't know. Uh, 
Also, I am a mom and happy to see, uh, happy to be so, even though I didn't grow up thinking I must become a mother. But when you know you are pregnant with a demon child and you know the consequences of that because you are religious, which she clearly acts like she is, you really want to keep it? Sigh. They just really stepped in it this time. Well, if they, if she is truly religious, they don't believe in abortion. But if you so, saw the devil himself. Yeah, but she felt it in her. That was another thing that just. He felt it. Was. <laughs> Just saying. As as a hard that's a hard sell to to buy into that. That that somebody who's religious could just be like, Yeah, it's it's the devil, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I obviously that would be a dramatic, you know decision if you were someone was who was religious but saw the truth of this, you know baby yeah I, I couldn't really answer that i just don't think because, anybody could i mean you couldn't really i mean and do you really do you, do you even really, want to bring that up do you really believe what they tell you do you think you're going crazy like what there's that too yeah i mean so although she did teleport as they said so maybe she True. maybe she should have believed that just a bit True. so it seems like a lot of people are echoing kind of our 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 sentiments you know they're yeah uh, best opening in a long time. Loved the slow walk, spinning artifacts. Uh, great opening. Yeah. I mean, we, that was, I think, definitely a highlight of the episode for me. Um, see here. Samantha Levitin says, vote for Lucifer. Let's make hell great again. Reading the official synopsis for this episode, it hit me that Lucifer might go off and possess the U.S. president. And boy, was I right. Moving on, the boys finally meet the notorious Mr. Ketch himself. And that went off without a bang or with a bang, literally. Lucifer and Kelly hooking up results in the woman getting knocked up pregnant with her firstborn child, a half-human, half-angel hybrid. Super sperm. Yeah. Uh, this has happened before, but by a regular human. I mean, she, she's kind of repeating a lot of Christina, what we say. Christina Johnson says, I do not want an abortion storyline this season or any season, not this show. Now, does she mean like an abortion storyline, meaning a terrible, or does she actually mean any like uh, agenda-driven storyline? I, I could see Either way. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with no agendas. Like, that, like, let's just have a fun show. Yeah. Filled with thought. And I mean, I don't mind people subtly putting agendas in. I think art has always been used as, always a, been. as a medium to like push progressive thought and, and change social thought on certain issues. So I'm okay with that as long as it's subtle and they don't beat us over the head with things. Um, I mean, season seven had some agenda to it. Uh, as I said before, this season had a little bit of theme in terms of the family unit and, and the social uh, breakdown of the family unit and, and the, uh, the overall uh, communication of humans. So I'm okay with stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know if we want to get into the abortion area, if that's what she means, just because that's so controversial. Yeah. And you want to talk about splitting down the middle an audience that that's the way you do it yeah I, I i honestly do feel like that might have been a misstep as well because if it's something that divisive do you want to even touch it yeah you know unless you have a a clear goal with it but i mean i think that's kind of the thing is, is it's a lot of it's going to be up in the air as we come back in january i'm excited for the season i don't want this negativity to sound like we're yeah. not because i am excited i i think andrew dab's a great pick for showrunner i think the writers he he's accumulated uh, that he's brought on are for the most part good um i, I like davy perez good uh the other rookie writer that was brought in has done great jobs so far so i i don't have a problem with the writing and that's why i found myself at odds this this morning when i was going through show notes i'm like you know like there are some solid episodes this year 
but I still where, love American Nightmare. That's yeah, probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, but where's the story arc? That's yeah. what I keep going to. I'm like, well, where's right it going? Right there, to the psychic kids. Is that going to be a thing again? Yeah. You know? So, that's all. I don't know. We'll see, ultimately. But we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us here on Supernatural The Crossroads, either live or on demand. Remember, now we have Patreon set up, so if you guys want to spread some holiday cheer and help us out, even a dollar would be much appreciated. Yeah. And again, if you are interested in additional Supernatural video cast, audio episodes, behind-the-scenes look, that will be part of the premium option, which is about $10 a month. Yep. And we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us throughout your holidays. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And we hope everyone has a, a safe and fun holiday and will and gets through the winter helatus just Ugh. fine as we wait about a month and a half. It's a cold, icy, blue helatus. Enjoy your icy, blue helatus. <laughs> starting to look a lot like Lucifer then. <laughs> I hate both of you. So with that, guys, thank you for listening, and we will see you all in about a month. Later. You little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt. 